0: So sometime this month, uh, Meek Mill and his Shori Milano's son just so happened to have celebrated his first birthday. Now, while celebrating a first birthday is a monumentally good thing, I think some people take it a little bit too far because apparently Milano apparently went ahead and bought his son for his first birthday a single family investment property for his first birthday. Okay, I don't know if it's just me, but doesn't this kind of remind you of like that thing that our parents and teachers used to talk about, about right thing, right place, right time type shit? Now, don't get me wrong. I have nothing against her buying the son a property. I think that's a very smart investment move that she made for him. But now, here's my issue with everything. I can get that it's a smart move. And I can get that she's prepping him for his future in a way that is really, really, really good. And if you have the money, I think setting up a trust fund and, you know, creating properties for your children is an amazing thing to do from when they're an early age. But my problem is, like this kid probably won't even realize the true value of what it is that she's done up until he's like what maybe 13 or 14 maybe 11 if he's you know all into investing and saving like warren buffett kind of is so in a sense it's not like the kid is really gonna be all happy and ecstatic about it because probably all he wanted was a nice toy pony with a roller so that he can rock with it and move back and forth Like that's probably all that he wanted, but women's all of a sudden gotten him a property and apparently there's a painting in there that's very expensive and shit. And it does go back to that whole right thing, right time, right place kind of thing that we used to be told. Now, for those of y'all that don't know about it, Back when we were kids, at least some of us used to be brought for this whole analogy of you make sure you're doing the right thing at the right place at the right time for the right reasons or something of that sort. Like it was right, 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 right. So say, for example, if I was reading my science textbook and I'm supposed to be studying for a math exam, it would be one of those things where you're told you're doing the right thing at the wrong time. Say, if you're in a library, it could be the right place. If you're in a playing field, it could be the wrong place. And, you know, people are supposed to be playing games and, you know, uh, doing physical education or some shit. So it kind of made sense. And it does kind of relate quite well over here because she's doing the right thing for the right reasons. But it's kind of the wrong time because she could have bought this property for the son or at least bought the property and put it under the son's name at any given point in time. He didn't have to get it on his first birthday. Hell, he could have even gotten it from birth for like. yeah. But now this kid is suddenly hearing all of a sudden at some point in his life that his mom got him a property and he's like, oh, great. Like a teddy bear would have worked. And it kind of does show you that sometimes people go over the top and it's mostly for nothing. Like I can get it. Flex on us that you're trying to do the most and you are doing the most for your kids and all of that. But even when you're flexing, like realize that some of those flexes, sometimes don't really even make that much sense like you could have done this shit quietly and your kid would have still been good for it and while you're doing that you could have still had like a nice party for him and whatever small friends usually plays with And you know he'd have had fun. Like maybe even add a toy car in there as a gift and he would be ecstatic. He'd appreciate it so much more in his first few years of his life. Rather than coming to tell us that you bought him a property. Because frankly we don't care and I don't think he does either. But anyways I'm gonna stop it right here lest I sound salty to some of y'all. Because honestly I'm not. I'm just a little bit concerned with the kind of flexes that people have. And we also have a podcast to begin so... In typical fashion. Welcome to Breaktime on Westside, your number one Breaktime podcast, coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is a man who is still thinking about a toy horse on wheels. He is a man who loves his women the same exact way he loves his yogurt. It is none other than your tall, dark and mildly handsome man, Sir Denver B. The show is Battle of the Sexes, our weekly love, sex and relationships show, where I get to talk about things that interest some people, piss off a bunch of other people, but usually it revolves around love, sex and relationships, and can sometimes involve me choosing the women's side and actually sticking to it. Now, for those of you all that didn't hear when I spoke about it on Tweet Street, I will make sure I repeat it here again now we are going to be celebrating a bunch of things this season on both battle of the sexes and tweet street so i think the most recognizable one is the fact that we will be celebrating our two-year anniversary aka we shall be turning two years old then on top of that we have episode 200 which shall be coming through which will have me discussing a couple of things here and there now for those of y'all that stuck around and listened to episode 100 you know that things aren't very very much like they usually are on the regular episodes so you might as well, stay tuned for the insights that I have to drop on that episode. But the one thing that I'm a little bit more interested in, which I feel like you should be interested in, is Tweet Street episode 50. Now, that one, like I said, on Tweet Street is going to involve nothing but the fans twitter posts that you would want me to discuss so if there's any twitter posts that you would like me to discuss make sure you send it to at Bagaka the d on twitter which is my personal twitter handle on facebook and ig if it's one of those screenshots make sure you send them to at break on west Side in the dms right there and i will take them and handle them accordingly now We should probably move it on to our main topic of today, but before we do that, I do want to discuss something a little bit. So last week, for those of y'all that probably didn't know, Demi Lovato revealed that she or at least they are non-binary and, you know, she wants to be referred to as uh, they or them. Now, I'm not one to go and take a dump on somebody that considers themselves a one man or a one woman army. But frankly, I find this to be very interesting because usually for a lot of us heterosexuals, uh, quote unquote, normal people, we usually like to think of genders to be very, very simple. You know, we know it because, you know, we can see the body part and... You know we can identify with it so you know if you have a penis if you're masculine you know you don't have any titties hanging anywhere unless it's mantis you are male if you have a vajayjay then you are female now there's the transgender situation that came in and you know some people say that they've existed for the longest time and others say that they just came up recently but we accepted them in their own interesting way. Now, when non-binary people come in, it makes the equation a lot harder. It complicates things quite a bit because the way I think of binary is ones and zeros. Now, if you are male, say you know one because you know you have a stick. Uh, Women, you know you're zero because you know the hole is there. So, you know, stick can go through and you know if you're transgender you could well you're pretty much one and zero at the same time now somebody just comes in and then they're like you know what i'm non-binary so it's like you looked at it and you are like none of the above yeah i don't know this sounds very interesting and you know very fascinating in a sense uh because frankly i've always known her as female but you know Uh, I guess you know you are what you feel and in a sense this kind of does feel like her attention seeking just going wild again because didn't she have that fear of or some shit not too long ago like it seems a bit weird that it's coming up but then again you know we are asked to accept people for who they are and I choose to accept they for they they are for them whichever one it is I guess And however it is that she is going to handle this, I want to see how she moves from they to them and how those pronouns are probably going to piss off when people use that badly. Because when most people usually think of they or them, they usually think about it in plural. So... Like imagine you have a non-binary friend and your homies hit you up and they're like oh you know what us guys are trying to do some shit we're trying to have a party how about you bring a shorty or some shit and then all of a sudden cause niggas bringing them Ilovato is like ah fam don't worry they are coming and then all of a sudden like she just pops up homies were expecting like a whole team of babes and shit and then all of a sudden they're just seeing this one woman and they're like bro what happened to the rest of the babes? I thought you were bringing them like you said they are coming and then you know homie has to be like no i meant um my friend she is non-binary i mean they are non-binary and they are only referred to as a they or a them and the niggas are gonna be looking at you like this nigger done played us over here you will probably never get invited to any parties anymore and it'll just be because they plural form are actually pissed off about it But anyways, that aside, we should probably move it on because I don't think I have enough time for they to actually, you know, interrupt this entire podcast. So we might as well begin the main topic and I will move on to that. So while I was on Instagram not too long ago, there was something very interesting that I saw posted up on one of my friend's stories. Now it happened to be a screen grab from Twitter, which had a tweet that was mentioned and normally Because it's a post from Twitter, I would probably discuss it on Tweet Street. but unfortunately, I felt as though the very few minutes that I give each tweet wouldn't be enough for this particular tweet, because it's a tweet that actually took me aback quite a bit, and it did kind of piss me off for like a quick second, but it made me more concerned after that. So I'm just gonna read it out for you, then I can explain why it is that I found it to be incredibly concerning. Now, the tweet reads, Getting stitches in your vagina to push out a baby for a man who wants to go half on bills? I'll pass. Now, this one seems like your regular standalone tweet that everyone would get all up in arms about and lose their shits and guys would come up with some sort of justification while the babes would jump on her side and be like no, but she's already shown her value blah blah blah, she's already said what she brings to the table and then it'll probably become a tables discussion all over again. And to be very honest, I'm gonna admit at the beginning of this year. I had thought predatory was gonna be the word of the year but at this rate i have to admit that i was mistaken the word for the year this time is actually tables so we can get it on record that the 2019 buzzword was mental health the 2020 buzzword was toxicity And the 2021 buzzword is tables because people have been talking about this whole table topic on and on and on again. But first of all, let me start by just questioning this tweet, you know, just doing my regular interrogation and just using logic to kind of break this down. If this babe is saying that getting stitches in your vagina to push out a baby for a man should allow her to not have to handle the bills, like not even have to go half on it, then And this is, you know, a hypothetical situation. If I am handling all the bills and I want six kids and she wants two, then technically because I do handle the bills, I'm entitled to have her push out four more kids. Or I can go and get another, what, one, two babes that can push out the necessary number of kids to suit my satisfaction, provided I handle the bills, right? Now, on the flip side, if I don't want to have kids, so I do not want you to, you know, get your vagina injured to the point where it gets stitched, then technically your value is quite moot at this point, right? Like, it does kind of make me kind of ask these questions because she is using it as a basis to value herself as a woman. And I'm going to get to the more important bit in a second. Because now, I will ask, if you do manage to get yourself stitched up, all the times that I want you to. If I suddenly feel like I want to get more babes stitched up because I can handle their bills, will I be wrong for actually approaching and choosing to get another set of babes stitched up kinda like the same way Future is doing? Doesn't this give me permission because clearly I can get the same value elsewhere? I find such arguments to be very, very daft even though they do kind of bring some form of justification I find them to actually diminish quite a bit in the name of having an argument because if you just use logic and you try and beat it by looking at the other side of the card, it usually makes it look like a pack of bullshit. And even though all that I'm saying seems like I'm very salty, like I'm against women, like oh, you know, women should be handling bills, blah, blah, blah. Let's even forget the statements that I just made against this entire thing. Let's forget them. And let me ask one very simple question. For the women that totally believe in this, for the people that actually think of this as actually true, doesn't this post, in some way, actually in just about every single way, go against what women have been fighting to change for the past 150 plus years? Like... Doesn't this go against the whole women empowerment thing? Like isn't this what feminism had sought to change over 150 years ago when they were busy talking about looking at women as more than glorified baby factories? Like isn't this going against it all? I don't know if this woman is actually speaking for women or against women or just both. Because clearly she sounds like she's speaking both. Because it seems like people are so ready to go back to the olden days of living when it suits them. So why not make it even across the board, right? Like, I honestly feel as though we need to start rediscussing the roles that people are supposedly trying to avoid right now. And I think we honestly need to reevaluate this entire tables discussion because this entire thing brought the whole tables thing into question because a lot of people had been bringing this whole thing of handling the bill and bringing so much of a riffraff about it that now guys started asking what value am I getting from it? Am I just paying for nothing? And then this whole thing of what exactly are women bringing to the table kind of started coming in. And I think that we need to start asking ourselves a different question because Honestly, I feel as though this whole tables thing has been said, talked about and discussed so much. It feels like such a washed out topic at this point. Like I have talked about it, I have read on it, I have looked into it, I have debated on it. Honestly, I was even supposed to do an episode on it last week, but I just decided against it because it felt so washed out. But honestly, at this point. I decided to ask myself a very different question because honestly this entire debate about who brings what to what table whether somebody's a table or a stool or some shit it's brought in so much debate but it's barely really going anywhere so i figured how about i ask myself a very different question from all of this so i decided to think about it a little bit harder and i ended up asking myself a very interesting question which i think more people should be asking themselves right now and that question was Is it that women do not want to pay the bills, do not want to contribute to the financial handling of the family and the relationship because it's a man's role or are they doing this because they are just selfish? And that's a question that we probably have to start asking ourselves because we've been having this conversation back and forth but at the same time. Everyone likes to talk about how a relationship is a partnership and the both of y'all are supposed to work together and the fact that you know if one person is unable to do it let the other person you know step in and try and help out but suddenly when it comes to bills all of a sudden people are like no it's the man who has to pay the bills no it's the man who handles the money no his money is ours my money is mine but shouldn't we be asking ourselves whether this is a question of culture or just somebody trying to be selfish I totally understand why guys should be handling bills on a cultural level and there's a reason why it makes sense. But why is it that women are so hellbent on guys doing it yet sometimes we're like you know what, if you're making money and I'm making money, why do I have to handle everything on my own? Like what happened to the whole partnership thing? What happened to the whole doing the math and you always try to add to type shit? Like. What happened to people actually getting into a partnership for the benefit of each other and not just for their own personal improvement? Because this feels completely selfish. This just feels like somebody who doesn't want to hold a bill, who doesn't want to care about the money and only wants to spend it on themselves. Because how many of these babes really come in and say, you know what, I'm not going to handle the bills, but I will make sure that we save money. I will make sure that we invest. Hell, How many of them actually look into actually investing, huh? Or do you expect the guy to do that too because, you know, the money is supposed to be invested for the family? Like, I find it very hard to consider what it is that a lot of people say whenever they say this, because most times, they're saying this from a position of selfishness and not from a position of culture. So in a sense, it's not like these women are independent, they're just circumstantially independent at the time, up until they get their next man and then they become dependent on him and, you know, use their own money for their own personal enjoyment. Like... This is kind of the shit that makes me think about the old days and makes me miss the early 2000s when the women and celebrities and hip hop were all about, you know, the woman being independent. Like, I miss the days of JLo saying, I don't don't care about what you've got, you know, I've got my own shit too. I miss the days when when Beyonce was all about, you know, being independent and shit. Like, I miss the days when these babes always talking about how they've got their own and they're willing to help their man and they want to come up on their own. Like I miss those days, because back then you could get it, like these babes felt like they were being oppressed for such a long time and they wanted to get their own shit. Nowadays it's like getting their own shit has become normal and now they've realized oh my goodness this is the kind of life that you get when you're handling your own shit and it's like nope, I wanna get my own shit but I still wanna be taken care of by somebody else. I think people need to start really re-evaluating whether they're being selfish or whether they're actually looking at things from a cultural level, because frankly, at this point, I feel as though more people are actually arguing that men should handle bills simply because they just don't want to handle the bills themselves, not because it's a culture thing. So to kind of conclude this, I just want to say that a lot of guys usually prefer going Dutch with a babe because to a pretty huge degree it actually does kind of kill a lot of the entitlement that comes with handling the bills. And the unfortunate side of it is, while the babes don't want the entitlement, they still don't want the bills. And frankly, it does become a little bit of a problem for us. And honestly, it becomes a lot harder for us to know and tell whether you love us because you genuinely do, or just because we handle the bill. And this is part of the reason why we love the independent woman. Because when the shorty is independent and she can handle her own bills, she has her own shit, she takes care of herself, she don't care about no man paying no bill for her, you know very well. When she tells you, I love you, you will know that that shit is real and it is coming straight from her core. But some of these people that are still saying, oh, you know, you have to handle the bill, whether it's a first date, whether we're living in the same house, whether we're going on a trip, whether we're doing ABCD as a couple. Damn. Damn. It's very hard to actually tell whether these people genuinely do love us at all. But anyways, I want to know your thoughts on this. The DMs are open on IG. It is at Breaktime on Website. On Facebook, it is also at Breaktime on my And on Twitter, you can slide into my personal DMs at Bagaka the D. Feel free to share your thoughts and comments on this. Because clearly, we are missing these independent women. Because we do not think that independent women exist right now. We feel as though... The independent woman that exists right now is independent because of circumstances. And she seems to be waiting for her next man so that she can be rid of those circumstances and become dependent again. Anyways, if you are listening on CastBox, feel free to drop your thoughts and comments below and I will attend to them accordingly. And I will catch you guys on the next break. Take care. (gasps)